We have an emergency in Vermont called House Bill 89. It just passed the entire House. It now goes on to the Senate. House Bill 89 legalizes child kidnapping and torture in the state of Vermont. It doesn't say that. It calls it something else. The entire bill calls horrifying brutality something nice. This bill is about so-called gender-affirming care. That is, chemical and physical castration and mutilation of children. It passed the House with 24 of 38 Republicans voting in favor of it. This video is speaking directly to the 24 Republicans who voted for this. I'd be very pleased if Democrats had a change of heart, but I no longer consider speaking to them because it is talking to a brick wall. So I'm going to try to focus my efforts on people who I think will be able to see this differently. I am going to assume charitably that many of the Republicans who voted for this bill did not truly understand what they voted for. I've been critiquing legislation and I've participated in writing legislation, state and federal, for more than two decades. I know that many lawmakers are very busy and rely on aides to relay information to them. Unfortunately, that left you, Republicans, in a very bad position this week. On this show, we have talked about similar bills in states like California that made California a sanctuary state where a parent could abduct a child and say, my child needs gender-affirming care during a custody dispute, and the state is welcoming them with open arms and refusing to cooperate with court orders from other states in flagrant violation of the U.S. Constitution. I said when I critiqued that bill from California that it was one of the most horrifying pieces of legislation I'd ever seen in my career. This one in Vermont is worse. This is the most horrifying bill I have ever seen. Republicans, please listen. I sat down and went line by line through this bill. It's not what you think it is. What's in here is so extreme that I think it's going to come as a surprise to the GOP lawmakers who said yes. If any legislator who voted for this bill is reconsidering after they see this, I would be very happy to talk to you, either privately or on the air. I don't care. Whatever I can do to persuade you to change your mind, I'm willing to do it. You can email me at us at disaffected.fm. That is the letters UNS, us at disaffected.fm. Let's get into the bill. Here's what it does. First, it ties the mutilation and sterilization of children. That is what gender affirming care is. It ties that conceptually to abortion, which is near and dear to many Vermonters' hearts. And it does this by putting this new section of law that allows this mutilation of children into the same section of law called reproductive health. This was a deliberate symbolic move to emotionally tie the mutilation of children to the idea of women's self-determination and dignity. Republicans, you got played. From the bill. Chapter 221, subsection 7301, 1A. This bill defines something it calls abusive litigation. Abusive litigation means litigation or other legal action to deter, 
prevent, sanction, or punish any person engaging in legally protected health care activity. What this means is that any person who tries to legally stop another person from absconding with a child to get that child under the surgeon's knife or to put them on puberty blockers, which may cause bone loss and other problems, any person who tries to do that is guilty, will be guilty under state law, in their own words, of abusive litigation. The people trying to save the children are the abusers. The people who wish to cut the children, they're the saviors in this bill. Second, this bill makes getting what is called gender-affirming care a right. It says that in that language verbatim. This is a right in the state of Vermont. Let's look at what gender-affirming care actually is. Please, please, lawmakers especially, or anybody listening, or anybody watching, who thinks I'm nuts, who thinks this is a wonderful thing, I don't think you actually understand what it's proposing. You're going to after this. Gender-affirming care rests on the notion that people have a gender identity or a gendered soul, that boys can be born, quote, in the wrong body who are actually girls, and that girls can, quote, be born in the wrong body and they're actually boys. So it rests on a lunatic fantasy premise to begin with. It puts children on what are called puberty blockers. These are chemicals like Lupron. Lupron is a cancer drug. It is not approved by the FDA to block puberty, except in the cases of so-called precocious puberty, where it happens way too early. Think about that for a second. When did you decide that blocking a child's natural puberty was normal and it was something that you would call health care? Is that really what you believe? When this happens, the child does not go through physical puberty and it also affects brain development. This is in preparation to put the child, the so-called trans child who doesn't exist, there's no such thing as a transgender child, only an abused child, only a misguided child, only a child in the hands of feckless or abusive adults. This is to prepare them to be on cross-sex hormones. So putting boys on female levels of estrogen and girls on male levels of testosterone. What happens when you do that? Permanent sterility. Did you know that, Vermont Republican lawmakers? Did you know that? Not temporary, not temporary loss of fertility, permanent sterility. This means that a child, 10 years old, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, can be made infertile for the rest of her natural life because of something she believes, allegedly, at age 15. Do you believe that your child could consent to that? Then we get into what's called top surgery, which is a cutesy euphemism for bilateral mastectomy. That is slicing off healthy breasts from teenage girls. I want you to take a look at your screen and see what top surgery looks like. Take a good look. Don't look away. You have a moral duty to see this. This is what you voted for. You're going to know what you voted for. Think that's bad? Let's turn to the male version. Here's the process for turning a man into a woman. The testicles are removed. This is castration. Then the penis is sliced open. And then the penis is turned inside out. It's inverted. And then it is sewn back up to create a pseudo 
vagina, a pocket, a flesh pocket that is not connected to anywhere and goes nowhere, that is prone to infection and odor. Here's what it looks like. Take a look at your screen. I want you to see the surgery picture. Is that what you consented to? Is that what's good for children? I want you to contemplate what it means to take away a child's fertility. I'd like you to contemplate what it means to lie to a child and increase their psychiatric distress because any child who believes that he or she is born in the wrong body is suffering psychiatric distress. They are not suffering a condition called trans. They are suffering from something else and it is usually child abuse. Sometimes it is autism. It is always wicked adults. And I'd like you also, Republican lawmakers, to familiarize yourself with extant Vermont statutes. Do you know about Title 13, Chapter 70, Prohibition of Female Genital Mutilation? If not, I suggest you read it. Female genital mutilation, cutting off the clitoris, sewing up the labia, mutilating the genitals, is against the law in Vermont. And guess what else? There is no defense in the law for believing that it's required by custom or ritual. It says so right in the law. That is not a defense. This behavior is punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Why? Because we don't cut girls' genitals. How do you square that? How do you square the idea that it is a violation of human rights, and it is a violation of human rights, to cut a girl's clitoris off, but it's not a violation of her human rights if she says she's a boy and has a mother or a father who says she's a boy and she wants her bits cut off? Tell me how you square that. This bill also is in flagrant violation of the United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 1, known as the Full Faith and Credit Clause. It reads, Full faith and credit shall be given in each state to the public acts, records, and judicial proceedings of every other state, and the Congress may, by general laws, prescribe the manner in which such acts, records, and proceedings shall be proved and the effect thereof. This bill Bars Vermont agencies, their staff, Vermont cops, and Vermont courts from cooperating with any out-of-state investigation, law enforcement investigation, if another state issues a warrant, subpoenas a party, or renders a judgment, and the issue is a legally protected health care activity, which we call gender-affirming care for kids. If the case is about transing a kid, the state of Vermont, on this bill says, ignore all official legal proceedings from another state. This is a constitutional violation. And I have heard through the grapevine that the Democrats know that it is and that they already know this is going to end up in court. What say you, Republicans? Here's how this would work. Here's another aspect. This bill creates a new private right of action. That means it creates the right for a person to sue another person that did not exist before this bill was written. Creates a private right of action that allows one person to sue another if that person is trying to stop the child from being transed. This is difficult, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it to you in the form of an analogy using real people's names. We're gonna talk about Bob and Jane, a married couple. Let's say that Bob and Jane have a child together. His name is Billy. Billy is 10 years old. Bob, Jane, and Billy. Bob and Jane are getting divorced. Jane wants to transition Billy into a girl. Bob does not. In the state where Bob and Jane live, let's say Idaho, 
transing children is illegal and you get arrested and put in prison for it. Ah, in comes the state of Vermont. Let's say that Bob and Jane have a court-ordered shared custody agreement. Let's say that Jane decides to take the child to Vermont and try to trans him using this new law. Vermont will allow her to do so. It will not cooperate with the family court in Idaho in violation of the Constitution. It will not tell the Idaho court where they are located. It will not allow any law enforcement officer to extradite, any court to extradite. It won't allow any law enforcement officer to arrest on a warrant under these conditions. But it does more. Vermont, this law, will now allow Jane, Jane the one who wants to abuse the child, this will, the private right of action, now allows Jane to use Vermont law to sue Bob if Bob sues to stop his ex-wife from mutilating their child. That's what this bill does. Did you consent to this when you signed off on it and voted yay? Vermont Republicans. The bill also bars the state from arresting anyone who has a warrant out from another state if that warrant is based on transing a child and that is illegal in that state. This bill quite literally legalizes child kidnapping and torture. It also bars cops, courts, and agencies from cooperating in any way with investigations from other states. You, you, Vermont lawmaker, you have just signed an abuser's charter. Congratulations. The children who will be brought here and sliced open will be ever so grateful to you. Republicans, it's over to you. What's your move?